Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. I love a good train wreck. Hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me as always, Grayson Weir. We are here Thursday morning, and we are going to talk both sides of the football in terms of Ole Miss recruiting. Before we get into it, i got to welcome in my co-host, Grayson. Good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. Spirits remain high. Football is so, so back. We are getting there. We are here. It is time. Quarterback battle is heating up. It could it couldn't be a better time of year, and I know I keep saying that, but I really mean it. The spirits like you you go from the the dark days of winter when it's you know twelve hours of darkness, it's getting dark at three thirty four p.m. to now it's the dog days of summer, and and football is here. We're ready, and it it just feels so great. It is. Uh, we've got um, more and more. Uh, I think the algorithm is much smarter than we get it, give it credit for on YouTube. I'm getting more and more condensed game footage popping up in my feed on, on YouTube these days. Uh, and then just fall camp has just dominated the timeline for the last week and a half. Ole Miss will have a big scrimmage on Saturday. We talked a good bit about uh, some true freshmen that were showing out in Tuesday's show. You can see that at on3.com and OM Spirit. And also wherever you get your podcast, listen to that. We talked a good bit about Quinchon Judkins and Davison Igbenosin. Uh, but for today, we are going to dive into two. Um, one has been a key target for over a year, close to two years. And then another one uh, kind of popped up on the radar again uh, on Wednesday and is now more than on the radar as he has booked an official visit. But uh, first, let's let's get into Aiden Williams, the uh, four-star wide receiver out of Ridgeland, Mississippi. Uh, he announced on Wednesday via Twitter that he will be making his commitment August 21st. Um, and if I check his high school schedule, I believe that would be the... Oh, no. Game one for Ridgeland, Northwest Rankin, August 26th, per Max Preps. So if I'm wrong, blame Max Preps, don't blame me. But for those that cover recruiting, we love to see when prospects do what they said they were going to do. Aiden Williams said he wanted to get it done before his senior season began. And it looks like as of recording at 10.18 a.m. Central Time, he is still scheduled to make that announcement on Sunday, the 21st. What do you think? That's good. I mean, that's a good thing for everybody involved. Then Aiden can focus on his, his senior season. Um, hopefully that means in, in today's day and age, you never know, but hopefully that that means 
you know, he's, he's committed and, and that's his commitment. Hopefully he's not taking any other visits. He's staying focused on his fall uh, season, his final year in high school, obviously. And then uh, I would imagine that he's a guy that looks to enroll early and get in there for the spring, because there is going to be a lot of turnover at the wide receiver position next year. And Aiden Williams could step in there and, and become a big, big prospect. Um, I, I think it's pretty definitive that it's going to be Ole Miss at this point. Um, we've been saying that for a while now. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is still in the mix. Um, I think they're probably the team to hold off just because we know what they've got cooking in terms of NIL over there in, in Knoxville. But it it seems like Ole Miss and I, I'll speak on my behalf of myself, but I think you've heard the same things. I have no reason to believe he's going anywhere else. Right. And uh, I was actually, you know, <laughs> checking the receipts, checking the tape. Uh, when I spoke with Aiden Williams way back in, uh, geez, it feels like forever ago, uh, February at the Under Armour Next Camp in Atlanta, uh, we talked a good bit um, about his recruitment. And, you know, he said that he's obviously very familiar with Ole Miss. He's been there plenty, but he always said that, um, that day and then the other times that I've spoken with him and when others have spoken with him, he always went back to saying that that uh, Ole Miss receivers coach Derek Nix never pressured him, never, you know, asked him about when he was coming, never asked about an official. He just said, hey, you know, Aiden told me, he said, hey, he just told me to take my time and take my visits. Um, he said, you know, he's not going to pressure me. I've been there plenty. I know what I'm getting with Ole Miss. Um, he's got a really close relationship with former Ole Miss uh, Rebel receiver and uh, now personal trainer, Mike Espy, who uh, works uh, – I believe he still works with D1 in Jackson, Mississippi, but he's got his own deal now. He works with a ton of guys in the state of Mississippi. Um, he's really close with him. He works, it seems, tirelessly with him. He's always, um, as the kids say, in the lab. Um, but, um, but, yeah, he said he got to meet – uh, Charlie Weiss Jr. way back then um, said that they sat down, had a good conversation, got to eat together, watch some film, you know, kind of a laid back film session where you're just kind of, you know, shooting the shit and hanging out. Um, he said they talked a good bit about how they want to use him in the offense. And, um, you know, I think he's a guy. It's high praise and I'm not at all saying he's going to be just like him. But he, to me, has a game that is similar to an A.J. Brown where he is versatile enough to play inside and out. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be A.J. Brown because A.J. Brown's one of the greatest receivers in almost history. He's a phenomenal player in the NFL. He's an all-pro with the Eagles now. Got big-time paid. Um, but to me, if we're drawing parallels and, you know, I'm not trying to look into the future and say that Aiden Williams is going to be the next A.J. Brown, but just – you see more of these guys that are learning how to do both. You know, it's not like back in the day when you had Calvin Johnson and all he did was line out wide and that's all he ever did. Now you got guys that are very versatile. They can do both. They can play in the slot because they're athletic enough. They're quick enough. They run crisp enough routes to where it, it you're not looking for the, you know, diminutive Eric Morris circa Texas Tech 2007, you know, little bitty jitterbug in the slot. Now you've got big dudes that play in the slot. Um, I think he's capable of doing that. Um, He proved it at uh, the Future 50 event um, down in Orlando. He was 
superb in his route running. Um, embarrassed several blue chip defensive backs while he was down there. Just a really, really, really good route runner. I think that's a very underestimated part of his game. We know about the big physical frame. We know about the hands. Um, he can take the top off the defense and really run, but he's a really good route runner. Yeah, a really good route runner who wastes very um, – I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is he, like, wastes very little motion. Um, what I mean by that is all of his twitch and all of his movement and all of his cuts and jukes and and all of those things are very uh, intentional. He knows – he his his um what am i trying to say his mental understanding of the game and space and of a football field and of good where feel. defensive backs yeah really good feel for the field um and that's really important and and that's, especially I, I, I would i would argue that's something you can't teach yes no 100% you cannot teach it and aiden williams has it um he knows when to shake in he knows when to shake out he knows when to cut back um, actually he's funny enough. I think he'd be one of those guys that would do very well in Phil Longo's get open system. Um, but <laughs> nice, fortunately nice. we don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, but yeah, Aiden Williams is an awesome prospect. Six, three, one ninety five. You probably get him closer to six, three, 200, 205. By the time it's all said and done, just a really physical guy who is, um, a lot faster then his size might lead on. And then he's just got a really, really, really lean um, muscular frame that allows him to, to win some 50, 50 balls. I, I think he's a guy that, you know, you can listen as a four star all you want. I think he's a five star talent. And I think that he has an impact on whatever program he chooses at this point, you and I both believe it will be Ole Miss on August 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll be having an impact right away i think it's one of those things where he steps into the program immediately starts impressing people during spring camp if he enrolls early during fall camp um if he enrolls you know on time um and plays himself plays himself into a starting role come week one if he enrolls early but definitely by the middle of the season if he gets there on time because he's he's a really really talented guy with stupid twitch to stupid speed and all of the intangibles you can ask for in terms of size so yeah it would be a really great get um and it seems like it's going to end up that way kind of a a baseball parallel here but you know in baseball with pitchers um in my opinion i think you'll tend to agree there's a difference between throwing hard and throwing fast yes there there are guys that throw hard like i you know i'm uh brandon johnson Throws hard. I mean, grunts, body language, everything hard. And then there are guys that just throw fast. I mean, kind of recently, Gunnar Gunnar uh, Gunnar Hoglund would throw fast, just very effortless. Um, and then in football, you know, there are guys that look like they they run hard, and there's guys that run fast. Aiden Williams is a guy to me that he runs fast, and that's not a that's not a negative. He just glides like it's very effortless. Um, I would say it's a positive. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not having to work to pick him up and put him down. I mean, when I saw him in Atlanta at the Under Armour camp, he was very, very just effortlessly getting open, beating guys in one-on-one situations, and um, did so at the Future 50 event. So he's a guy that 
just kind of glides in and out of cuts, gets in and out of breaks, top of the route. He really, really strong sell coming back to the football, using his hands. Um, very rarely that I ever see him using his body. You love to see that as a, as a receivers coach. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was uh, recently named to the Clarion Ledger's Dandy Dozen. Um, last year as a junior, 58 receptions, 765 yards and six touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I, I mentioned Derek Nix already. Done a phenomenal job recruiting him. And uh, Kelvin Bolden also gets a shout out here, the coordinator of recruiting strategy for Ole Miss. Since he's been hired, um, the, the uptick in recruiting and looking at not only the high school ranks, but the state of Mississippi, they're, they're, they're prioritizing certain guys in the state and they're going and getting them. They already got Centurion Perkins. He's the number one overall prospect in the state. And uh, now it looks like they're going to get Aiden Williams, who is the number two prospect in the state of Mississippi. And then looking at the rest of the state, um, still going to recruit Dante Dowdle, the number four prospect. He's committed to Oregon, shocked everybody when he picked them over, over the Rebels. Um, but they've got the number five prospect in the state, Jamarius Brown committed. Um, still unclear about Isaac Smith. I think they're in communication with him. I think he's a little bit farther down the safety board. Um, they've got some other guys ahead of him. He's the number three prospect, but you're looking at possibly locking down the top, um, or excuse me, three of the top five in the state before senior seasons kick off, which is, uh, which is big because look, the state of Mississippi is not incredibly deep, but there are some, you know, one, two, three, four stars that they are in a good spot for already got one committed in Perkins. And then if they can flip Dowdle before he signs, that would be four of the top five that they would be able to get. So um, again, uh, I just recently, before we uh, hit the record button, put out a trending or ending piece on Aiden Williams. I'm of the opinion that Ole Miss is trending in a big way there um, myself and on threes, national football analyst, Sam Spiegelman have entered RPM picks for Williams to pick Ole Miss. Um, it was seemingly down to four schools, Ole Miss, LSU, Tennessee, and South Carolina. He took an official to South Carolina. Um, you know, not, a, not a South Carolina podcast, but uh, you got to tip your cap to what uh, Shane Beamer's been able to do um, before his uh, first year as head coach in Columbia kicks off. They've done a nice job recruiting up there. Went on an official there, but he told uh, Billy and Body of On3 at the Future 50 event that he's down to Ole Miss, LSU, and Tennessee. He does have an official scheduled to Knoxville in September. I will be intrigued to see if he actually goes um, after making a verbal commitment, which I assume would be to Ole Miss. Um, he could very well do it, and I don't think that that's something to fret or worry about. I mean, I don't know. If Aiden Williams will do it, it could be one of those, hey, he made a decision. He told him he was coming. He'll honor that. Um, he may not. He might just commit and lock it down and focus on his senior season. But um, That's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, he, he could. But, again, I don't think it's something that is, you know, a red flag or, you know, yeah. any kind of flip alert or anything like that. I mean, I, Aiden Williams, soft-spoken kid. Um, I, I don't think he's one to – to get on on social media constantly and beg for the attention like some prospects do. I don't think that would be the case. It could just be a matter if he told Josh Heupel he was going to come and he might honor that. Don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, Sam Spiegelman gave his thoughts 
on uh, Aid Williams' performance at the Future 50. He gave him the nickname Jumpman. Um, this is what uh, Spiegelman had to say, quote, he has outstanding athleticism packed into a six foot 390-pound frame, flashes excellent hands and wide catch radius along with his ability to high point the football and easily come down with 50-50 balls. He operated well on the perimeter and in the slot. Equally as impressive was his big vertical jump with some celebratory dunks during the competition. So very, very, very impressive athlete um, that uh, I think fits perfectly in what Lane Kiffin likes to do with his receivers. Spiegelman mentioned the versatility as we did. He can move in and out. Um, and I think that uh, this will be an excellent get for Ole Miss on the 21st. Yeah, I, I think it couldn't be a better get. Um everything that you look I mean you with recruiting you have to look ahead even though it's hard to look ahead because this season has so many question marks that you know questions that need to be answered now but when with recruiting you have to look ahead and when you look ahead at next year and then two years from now uh the wide receiver room is going to be not empty but it is going to be emptying out um as players go on to the draft as guys move on Jalen Robinson is likely a one-year rental Mingo's on his way out. There's a lot of turnover at that position. Um, and then this is going to be very helpful in that, in that space. Yeah. Really, uh, really buried the lead here before we hit the break and then get to the defensive side of the football. But I do think the, we already talked about AJ Brown, but uh, him, DK Metcalf, Dante Moncrief, uh, Vince Sanders, um, and then Espy, who coaches him, I, I do think there is, and I don't know if he'll say this publicly or, or, you know, on the record or anything, but I do think the appeal of being next in line as the next big receiver from the state of Mississippi plays a role in this decision. Um, How could it not? I mean, I mean, look, I, you know, Moncrief comes to Ole Miss, great career, goes and plays in the NFL. AJ and DK do the same thing. Um, Vince Sanders, unfortunately, was was injured and never recovered, but was a guy that was an excellent receiver at Ole Miss, um, was a big-time recruit, chose to stay home and play for Ole Miss. Um, and then you look at the guys, you know, out of state that have come and, and, and had success at Ole Miss that, you know, they may not get all the pub for wide receiver U like some of the other big Power 5 programs do, but Ole Miss has really carved out a niche over the last years with several staffs that they've been able to – have talented receivers and get them the football. I mean, you talked about Elijah Moore, um, you know, Laquan Treadwell came all the way down from Chicago, came down to Ole Miss and, and was a phenomenal all American receiver. Um, I do think that's something that, you know, is going to appeal to a guy like Aiden Williams, you know, not only representing your state and staying at home and, and being proud to, to attend the flagship university, but more so the, you know, Hey, I want to be, you know, etched in the record books next to those guys right? Um, and, and follow in their footsteps. So, um, yeah, I, again, my, my pick is in, um, I have not heard anything that has made me worry about my, my pick. I don't think anybody else, um, has heard anything. Uh, it's 10 days away as we record this. Um, so I do think Ole Miss will receive good news on the 21st. All right. Take our break. When we come back, we're going to talk defense and uh, a uh, prospect that has recently become available once again after a decommitment. We will talk about him on the other side. 
This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. Weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. The show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoysia fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Barry, Grayson, we're with you. All right, Grayson, we talked about it before uh, we started the show. Uh, I reported it Wednesday on the uh, 
Spirit Recruiting Daily Thread, you can find at omspirit.com, part of on3.com, that Jamarian Harkless, the big defensive lineman from Lexington, Kentucky, Frederick Douglass High School, decommitted from Illinois, reopened things, and uh, quickly, Randall Joyner and Ole Miss got on the phone, contacted him, sent out an official offer, which I think the timing and everything about that is pretty telling. Uh, about uh, where things stand with uh, Mr. Harkless. Uh, I did speak with the source that Ole Miss is very, 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 very interested in, uh, in the big fella, 6'4", 290, um, on three consensus, three-star. Uh, and then uh, this morning I received word that uh, he will be officially visiting for the Troy game uh, September 2nd. Um, is that Friday, so he will arrive for an official visit. Um, I do think this one is uh, certainly one, I, I said it on the board, one to keep an eye on, and then even more so now with his official visit on the schedule. Also holds notable offers from Louisville, Georgia, LSU, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Auburn. Um, lots of like here from the big guy. Very nimble for 290. Good size as well, 6'4". Uh, you can't teach that. Um, but uh, I know you you love your big uglies, but uh, what do you see from the uh, the big uh, big guy in the trenches? So this one's interesting because one of my best friends from high school is – he went to Illinois. He's the only person I knew that went to Illinois. This is the first time that I've been able to uh, have any sort of recruiting conversation with him. Um <laughs> Ever because Ole Miss and Illinois do not cross over at any point in time. But I was talking to him yesterday about Harkless in particular, and he's pretty dialed into this type of stuff. And he said his direct quote was, damn, comma, lost a good one. Big fella, big body, moves quick. So that, I mean, that sounds good to me. Like, mm-hmm. if we left it at that, but then I went in and I, you know, as soon as Ole Miss offered him, I went and watched some tape. Um, yes, 290 is what he's listed. I think that that is probably um, incorrect. I think he's probably closer to like 310. Um, I, 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 if he is 290, um, then he is a very, very big 290. I think you're ideally getting him down to 290. Uh, by the time he gets to campus, I think he's probably closer to 310. But with that being said, the reason I mentioned this is he's a 300-pound guy, um, whether it's 290, 310, whatever. He's a 300-pound guy who moves like he's, I don't know, 250, 240. Um, and what I mean by that is for as big as he is, he's not a lug. He's not slow in the feet. He's got quick feet, quick hands. Uh, really quick with his ability to shed blocks um, and really functional hips. And I absolutely hate talking about hip mobility because while it is important for football, uh, it just like is a weird thing to talk about. But in this case, when I was watching Harkless's tape, that was one of the things that like really stood out to me. Um, He's able to keep his hips locked and keep a firm base while uh, maneuvering around defensive linemen or offensive linemen, whereas 
a lot of guys at 300 pounds will go up against an offensive lineman and get kind of locked um, just because they aren't able to have that extra burst or whatever that pass rush move might be, or even that, that straight up bull rush. Um, it's really important to stay flexible at the hips, stay low, um, stay tight and have that kind of pop um, without losing your base. Um, and Harkless is really good at that. So he can get off the ball, keep his base wide, keep his hips flexible, keep his torso moving left and right, whatever way it needs to move to start his pass rush move. And then once he gets around, his hips come with him. Um, and he's he's a lot faster than he should be for a guy that's, I think, 290 is probably incorrect. Um, so all of this goes to say that he's really, really hard to block. And if you are to double team him now, mind you, he, he's going to take a little bit of transition to the collegiate level. He's a three-star guy. He plays like a three-star guy, um, but he has a ceiling of a four or five-star guy. Um, and so once he does that and, and starts becoming this dominant player that he is already in high school uh, over there in Kentucky, if you try to double team him, he his tape shows it time and time again, where uh, opposing lines do double team him because they he's an impossible guy to block at 6'4, 300, 290, 210, whatever, 310. Um, and so they double team him a lot, like a lot, a lot. His tape is is primarily him being double teamed, and he breaks through that double team almost every single time. Um, he's just an absolute beast who, again, he is a three star guy, so there's a lot of room for him to grow. Uh, but the time that you get him as a sophomore, as a junior, as a senior, uh, he could be a very, very good prospect. And you see that based on his offer sheet. I mean, he's got LSU, he's got Georgia, he's got West Virginia, Kentucky, Auburn, um, all strong programs who are offering a guy that, you know, isn't necessarily a top 10 in his class. He's the 79th ranked defensive lineman in the country, like doesn't stand out, not a top 100 guy but just a really good athlete um, at 6'4", 290, 300. Uh, you really like his potential and what you can kind of mold him into as a ball of clay on the collegiate level. Yeah, plays at a, a pretty good high school program up in Kentucky, an underrated state when it comes to high school football. Um, Frederick Douglass went 12-2 and two his junior season. Um, you know, you were you were talking about his ability to, you know, almost hit that second gear um, once he engages the offensive lineman. Uh, I, I believe the the term or the the word that that coaches and scouts like to use is bend, a good bend. Yeah. Um. He's, you know, I know people, you know, when when talking about the uh, the ever popular gritty, you know, they say, oh, like he he's sturdy with it. He's sturdy with the gritty. Like you don't want to be sturdy as a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman, but. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, when you turn the tape on, you can see him. He moves. He goes from nose. He goes to a, a tackle. He uh, pursues the football well. He can he can get lateral and, and and run down some running backs for a big guy, which is impressive. And um, I, I mean, pretty much every clip you see, he's he's pushing somebody that's in his way back into the backfield. So um, something that is 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 one thing to note. And I was going to ask you about NIL and how that could potentially play a factor here with, with Louisville being in the mix. He's from Kentucky. 
Louisville has obviously been a program that has not been they've they've not been conservative with the NIL dollars whatsoever. Um, another Ole Miss target uh, committed to Louisville um, last weekend, I believe. William Foles, the receiver out of Miami Dade, uh, committed to Louisville. Um, not not sure of the specifics with NIL, but I mean they've they've been very 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 heavy in the NIL game um, with uh, getting Reuben Owens, a uh, top 50 prospect, uh, DeAndre Moore Jr., a top 100 guy, Aaron Williams, a top 150 guy, um, Madden Sanker, another Ole Miss target of 150 guy, Pierce Clarkson, four-star quarterback out of California, and then now Foles, and then um, a couple more four-stars. Adana J. Green is another one that Ole Miss is, is really, really coming after hard. I think that one's going to go down to signing day. Um, so they've been able to be extremely, extremely liberal with the NIL money. And uh, they right now have the 15th ranked class in the country. Um, and I do think that that's no surprise or no coincidence. Uh, we mentioned the rumor uh, of, of one Jack Harlow being involved in the recruiting atmosphere. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it's a funny angle to uh, to look at. But he's already taken – his official visit to Louisville. He did that in June and then uh, took one to Illinois as well. So he's got two that he's already used up. Now he could obviously unofficial to go see the Cardinals again, but um, Ole Miss getting that official visit in September. Um, we'll see what happens after that. If he uh, takes two more, uh, we mentioned the, uh, the offer sheet and how he's got some big offers in there with Georgia and LSU. Not sure if they are pushing as hard, as Ole Miss is, we'll we'll see in the uh, in the coming weeks. But good development there for Ole Miss and uh, and Harkless as Randall Joyner was able to lock him down for an official. I would imagine that if he officially visits, he shows up. They're gonna, um, I wouldn't say push for a commitment, but they're they're gonna be pretty aggressive in trying to lock him down as uh, he's a uh, a big frame on the interior. You know, kind of you know looking at the current roster, got a lot of KD Hill vibes to him. Big, very physical with point of attack. Katie Hill was another guy, three-star, that got in the system, got in the strength and conditioning program, really beefed up. A lot of people talking about him this year. Got his body fat down pretty low. Um, certainly a guy that you want getting off the bus first uh, is Mr. Hill. But Harkless could be another guy like that, that you get him in, you get some technique fine-tuned a little bit, trim him down, and, uh, you know, don't want to do too much else to to that skill set because, like you said, Grayson, very very quick, very agile for a big guy. Um, but uh, he is certainly someone to uh, keep an eye on as he will officially visit for the home opener, the season opener, I should say, for Ole Miss when they take on Troy. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll close up with a couple other news and notes on this Thursday. Hang tight. One more word from the sponsors. We'll be right back. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 seven, 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. 
podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we are back here on Not Committed, closing things up here on Thursday, August 11th. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk briefly about it as uh, it will be outdated at some point today while you're listening, either today or tomorrow. But we have to mention it because it is a big development for Kermit Davis and the Ole Miss basketball staff as Jordan Burks is set to verbally commit today, 3 p.m. Central Time, Instagram Live with on threes Joe Tipton. Um, I expect him to pick Ole Miss. On three's national basketball analyst, Jamie Shaw, expects him to pick Ole Miss. Um, I know we mostly talk football on this show, but another four-star that Kermit Davis is looking to add to his class that already has on three consensus four-star Rashad Marshall out of Blytheville, Arkansas. And then Jacob Gazzo is also in the class, committed way back in March. But um, another front court guy, a talented wing, long athletic dude that um it's probably not going to be as instant of an impact as some of the guys they signed in 2022 but uh, i mean a dude that had legitimate interest from the g league and then uh mississippi state mizzou had uh several big programs that were uh, vying for his signature um but uh set to commit this afternoon six nine 180 pounds um Originally from Decatur, Alabama, finishing up his senior season at Kingsman Academy, a new school down in Gainesville, Florida. But um, I don't know if you've turned it on the tape at all or talked to any talked to anyone about Jordan Burks. But I expect Ole Miss to get some good news this afternoon. But uh, if you have, what do you see in uh, Mr. Burks? Um, so I have only heard similar things about Ole Miss feeling good about where they stand with the commitment today. Um, I think that he fills a need. Um, it's just another example of Kermit going for the wing. He loves his wing positions. But um, I, I think more 
importantly than specifics about the player. Um, I, I think I think you take a take a holistic look here, and it's a, just another surprise. I don't know if surprise is the right word, but for me, it's a surprise. If you look at Ole Miss basketball and the season they had last year, and I'm a high school recruit, and not a not a bad high school recruit at that, a four star guy. It doesn't seem like a program that has a lot of upside to me. Um, And I know that's cynical, whatever. I don't really care. Um, But based on last season, if I'm a senior in high school, what does Ole Miss offer me? I don't really know. Um, So for Kermit to continue to do what he does, and I don't know how he does it because – it's just consistent. Um, he recruits well. And I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is I'm surprised. And credit to Kermit for going and getting guys that he's excited about and going to get players that fit the system, that are really good athletes and provide back-end depth on a bench that ideally doesn't need to be relied upon too, too often with the current roster from this year, next year, et cetera. Um, So it's just another example for me of like Kermit is bringing the talent that he needs to Oxford. Now he just needs to do something with it. It's time that he figures out, you know, how to get back to the tournament, how to start winning in conference again, how to start pulling those big upset wins and then not follow them up with a disappointing drop um, or a disappointing string of losses. It's time for Kermit and Ole Miss to get on the rise and stay on the rise. Um, and hopefully the recruiting continues to allow Kermit the talent to do so. Um, but now this is all in his hands. He's recruiting the guys. That's great. That's really good. This is another great addition that we expect to be, uh, you know, a done deal by the end of that afternoon here. So it's a little bit, you know, outdated by the time some of these people will listen to it. That's okay because the bigger conversation is, okay, let's assume Kermit got, you know, the commitment. What does he do with it? It's time for him to start turning this talent into wins. Um, And this Mm -hmm. is just another example here on this Thursday. I I will say this. It's, it's one thing um, when you look at the consensus rankings, he's a three-star, but the on three rankings have him as a top 100 prospect and not to be biased because this is an on three show, but Jamie Shaw is probably one of the hardest workers in the recruiting industry, regardless of sport. Um, he and Joe Tipton as well. They both, I, I don't know when they sleep. I don't know when they eat. Um I don't know if they do anything else, but they are tirelessly working and covering recruiting all across the country. Um, they've seen him in person. They have him as a top 100 prospect. They've seen him in the the AAU circuit this summer. Um, Shaw reported that um, through, I guess, 12 to 15 games in July, um, Burks played with the uh, Atlantic Express on the Under Armour circuit. 
Um, he averaged 12 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 1.3 steals per game. Shot 52% from the field and 42% from three. Um, but, uh, yeah, coming down to five school, Mississippi State, Missouri, Eastern Michigan, um, who just got uh, Amani Bates. Um, so they're recruiting at a, at a moderately high level for Eastern Michigan. Um, Texas Tech and Ole Miss are in there. Um, and then the G League Ignite program um, is also in the mix. But Texas Tech was one that I think most were worried about. Um, the Red Raiders, obviously a phenomenal program with what Chris Beard built. And then they continued that um, with a deep run into the tournament. Um, I think that was kind of the 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 big worry for Kermit and staff. But um, as Jamie Shaw wrote um, in the latest Intel piece, uh, new assistant coach Brock Morris, uh, who came over from Louisiana, was who spearheaded this uh, recruitment, um, built an early relationship with Burks. When they brought him in for the official, they uh, took him through the whole deal. Um, Burke said it checked all the boxes for him. They uh, basically had a whole plan laid out for him, what they expect his development to be, how he would look in the system, um, and then how his piece, you know, how significant of a piece he would be and how he would mesh and, and fit with the players that they currently have. Um, Shaw went on to say that, that Brock Morris just, you know, quote, really dug in on this one. Um, so I think the comfort level with the coaches, as Shaw mentioned, um, was huge. And uh, Burke said, quote, the staff felt like family on my visit and coach Brock has been great. Um, so I think this is also a sign of, you know, Kermit evolving as a head coach, restructuring his staff and his approach to recruiting high school players. We know about what he did in the portal and got some experienced front court guys, but I think he's trying to really, get some talented dudes to come in from the high school level. Um, he did it last class with Amari Abram, Malik Ewan, Robert Caldwell, and, uh, or excuse me, Robert Coward and TJ Caldwell. Um, a really good class that came in. And then now you've already got Marshall. And then now you're going to add another four star in the mix with, with Burks. I think this is a, um, a sign that, you know, like you said, it's not going to automatically equate to wins or success or getting to the tournament because the SEC is so deep now. So many programs are invested now with recruiting and, and, and really, you know, not just being basketball schools that do something in the offseason now. You've got Alabama, you've got Auburn, Kentucky, A&M with Buzz and what he's doing um, down there. And then Mississippi State is recruiting at a, at a high level again. I mean, it's it's going to be a bear, but um, I do think that this is something that has has once again the tweaks are are piquing my interest. You know, it was a very frustrating year for for Kermit Davis and Ole Miss, but getting some talent like this to come in on the heels of the class they brought in in 2022, and then they've got Josh Hubbard down the road that's going to commit in September. Ole Miss feels good about that one. There's another dynamic score at the guard position. Um, I, I do think that this is something to watch again. I, I think a lot of people wrote off this the staff and, and, and their ability to recruit at a high level and win in the SEC, but they're recruiting at a high level again. Now they got to win. So um, Burks will announce 3 p.m. Central time. So if you've already seen the news and you're listening to this and, you know, whatever just take it as it's already happened but um but yeah I, the, tip your cap to kermit and his ability to 
acknowledge that he needs to uh to make a change. So almost time to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got to win now. Um, looks good on paper to sign four stars, but you got to win with them. So yep. can they develop them and get to the tournament? So um, little basketball flavor for you on not committed as we close up shop on this Thursday. We'll come back to you on Tuesday. Uh, probably talk some more fall camp as we are just inching closer and closer to uh, to the college football season starting, um, I guess, in 16 days as we record this. On the 27th, it'll get things going in week zero. So uh, for Grayson over there, I'm Zach. Thank you to the listener. Thank you to the sponsors that make the show possible. Bring this to you twice a week. We, uh, we are getting closer and closer to football, and uh, we've got some things cooking once football season gets closer. Um, I'd, I'll go ahead and say it. We're going to have another podcast coming to you that I think people will like and enjoy. Um, but uh, we're going to have more and more content coming to you at omspirit.com, part of on3.com. Check out the site. Check out the Recruiting Daily thread for all the news and notes and the comings and goings in recruiting. With that, we will talk to you next Tuesday. Grayson, once again, a pleasure. Till next week, we out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.